confused. What's going on? Everyone good tonight? Let's just give a round of applause for everyone, okay? Hey, a lot of you guys are new. There's a ton of new students tonight. I love that. If you are new, I'm like really, really stoked that you're here. Uh, if you're not new, I'm stoked that you're here as well. You made it to Wednesday night. New deal. Really excited about it. I know you're all looking up there going, what's on, you know, what is Kim and Kanye West have to do with Jesus? Okay, we're going to get there, all right? Uh, how many people were there? Three uh, at Hope in our student ministry at a place called The Loft three years ago. Raise your hand. Three years ago. Some of you. Okay, cool. Three years ago, we did a series called Fiction. All right? Everyone say Fiction. We need to have some classroom participation in this joint, okay? Say fiction. Okay, three years ago, we did a series called Fiction, and so this summer, we were uh, with kind of a student leadership team that we put together, and we said, uh, hey, we're launching into the fall, and every fall, we do this, like, really cool new series, we're going to ramp it all up, and we're like, or we could always go back and do something that was, like, really impactful, and they were like, okay, uh, and I was like, and I, I th- put, like, three series on the board that I thought maybe would be those series, and they were like, fiction, yes, we remember that, something about, like, Jacob and Edward and Jesus, because Jake and Edward and Jesus were big back then, three years later, it's Kim, Kanye, and Christ. Okay, we're going to get there in a couple weeks. Uh, you got to be back here for that. But here's the setup behind it. We didn't just want to, you know, put Duck Dynasty on there just for the sake of Duck Dynasty. Um, here's why we're doing this, okay? Fiction is a, a series that really came out of the truth that we, there's a lot of lies in the world. We are constantly making our way through a lot of lies on planet Earth. Okay, that's just part of being human. There's just fiction that we go through. Let me ask you a question. How many people, raise your hand, have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. If you're not raising your hand, you're a liar. Okay, your first one has just been committed. Clay's got both hands up, both feet, all his toes. Okay, no, Clay's told many lies, I guess. I'm glad you're here, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Um, I've told a lie. Okay, here, here's the reality. Everybody is told a lie. We, even people who don't want to be lied to, have lied, right? I mean, lies are just kind of around us. And all through our lives, there are lies that we have to kind of make our way through. And for however many years you've been alive, whether it's 12 or 18, or if you're a leader, for those, that amount of time, you have been figuring out life in the middle of a lie. You've, people tell you things. The media tells you things. The, you know, the, the church tells you things. And you gotta, you gotta kind of decide for yourself, man, what, what is true and what is a lie? What is f- fact and what is fiction? Luckily, we're not alone. And that's really what we're gonna talk about over the next five weeks. And so um, my kids lie, okay? I'm just gonna be honest with you. I, I, if you're new to Refuge, my name's Scott. I'm the student pastor here. And I talk about my kids a lot, all right? So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm gonna, tw- I'm gonna take a lot of pictures of my kids. They're cute and awesome, okay? We got two kids in the world and one on the way. My wife's the pregnant one here, okay? Uh, we got, yes, yeah, pregnancy, cool. Um, here's, here's the deal. Uh, my kids, four or almost four and two, are already liars. Let me give you an example. Bryce specifically, and Avery's just kind of following in, in her big brother's footsteps. But Bryce, he has a dead giveaway. I don't know if you have a dead giveaway to your parents where they just know you're lying, okay? But Bryce, I, I told Candace even the other day, I said, this is like what he does when he lies. Um, if you say, he always pushes his sister over, like straight up just lays her out. Boom, okay? Avery's just like, whoa. And, and I go, Bryce. And I just saw him do it, okay? Uh, did you just push your sister? And this is, his, this is his give it away. He goes, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, okay, you're lying and you're not even good at it yet because you're only three, okay? But we, 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 we get the tendency. And, we, and here's the deal. Some lies are small, right? Some small little maybe innocent lies. I'm gonna go and throw that out there. I'm not saying lies are innocent, but listen to me. I have, a, I have an innocent lie story and maybe you do too. Um, I was maybe more than normal kids, probably more than normal kids. Let's just get it out there, okay? I, I used to wet the bed a lot. Can we just throw that out there, okay? <laughs> 
Man, this is refuge. We're just going to get in, okay? Uh, and one time specifically I remember, and you, you know how that is. If you've never done that, congratulations, okay? Uh, I did a lot, okay? And so I woke up, and when you wake up, it's the worst. You're like, no, I did it again, man. This is awful. But I had a plan. Normally you just start crying and your mom comes in, and I was like 15, so it was kind of weird. But <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't. I don't know how old I was. Uh, I really don't. But um, I had a plan. I woke up and you're just, you know, you're just wet and it's just bad. And you're just like, it's awful. And I don't know why I remember this, but I thought I have a plan. My, our linen closet, which is where you keep all the sheets and all that kind of stuff. You probably have that in your house. Was in my parents' room, which in this situation, bummer. Okay. But, um, so I go have a plan. My dad was off at work. My mom was still sleeping because I think it was like six in the morning. And I'm like, I have a plan. What I'll do is I'll just tell my mom that I just wanted to help her. And I wanted to do the laundry for her at six in the morning. And I wanted to change my sheets all by myself and, and all that kind of stuff. And so here's what happened. I, 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 I get out and I, I'm walking in my parents' room and I'm like tiptoeing. You guys ever done that? When you're tiptoeing, you're like, don't wake up, don't wake up, don't wake up, don't wake up. And all of a sudden I grab it. And then all, whenever you get what you're going for, you go faster. You know what I mean? Like on the way there, you're doing, you're doing great. You grab it and you're like, and my mom goes, Scotty, what are you doing? And I was like, lie, 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 lie. Um, Mom, I just wanted to help you. I just wanted to do the laundry. She's like, did you pee the bed? I was like, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. I lost my flip-flop. Um, maybe you've told that kind of lie. Uh, I have lots, like those little teeny lies from my parents. Here's another lie. Uh, lies that start really small like that one, but get bigger are called rumors, all right? How many people have ever heard a rumor about one of your friends? Raise your hand. How many people have ever heard a rumor about you? Raise your hand. Okay, Twitter and Instagram and all those things have made that like awful, okay? That is, that, that is like now rumor, like you can just make rumors. I literally today, I just had a conversation with one of you guys. The guy, uh, where's Logan with the Batman shirt? There he is right there. I go, oh, Ben's like, what do you think about Ben Affleck being Batman? And he's like, I don't really like it. And I'm like, well, what do you think about Justin Bieber being Robin? And Ben's like, that's not true. I was like, oh, I saw it on Twitter. Rumor, okay? Justin Bieber, thank God, that would be awful, is not going to be Robin, okay? But rumors, here's a rumor that I believed as a kid, and maybe you did too. Setting up this whole lie thing if you haven't caught on, okay? There's lies everywhere. You can't get away from them. I was really short, like really short, 4'11 in the 10th grade, all right? So Put that in your back pocket, okay? That's really small. 4'11 in the 10th grade, and, and somebody told me one time, I don't know if it's true. I still don't know if it's true. I don't care now because I'm like full grown or whatever. But people said, Scott, whatever you do, man, you're tiny. Don't drink coffee. Because what? Coffee stunts your growth. Does anyone know if that's true? Any like, you know. Okay, proof, that's fine. See, that's just a rumor right there. Her brother started a rumor about her, man. Liar. A little liar back there. Anyways, I, I believe the lie. I don't care if it does. I, don't want, I, I didn't even want to smell that thing because maybe I smell it and it's going to make me a 411 forever, okay? I don't want to smell it. So I stayed away from coffee literally until I was like 16 or 17 years old when I thought, okay, now I'm like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I'm going to go ahead and drink coffee and now I'm like an addict, okay? Don't tell anybody that. But now it's like coffee every morning or don't talk to me, okay? But I believe the rumor, the lie maybe, or maybe the truth that coffee stunted your growth. And here's the deal. We are all constantly. It's the human condition. There are things you hear in this world that are just not true. And so this next five weeks, we're just going to look at specific areas of our lives as seventh through 12th graders. And really not even just seventh through 12th graders. This is everybody. Things that you deal with that, that it's just straight fiction. Things that you're told that are not true. Specifically, there's some things that get told and, and get preached about and get, and get passed to you 
from the Bible or from Jesus or from religion that are just false, just not true, fiction. 2,000 years ago, when uh, the church started and Jesus died, and Ben talked about that a little bit, we're gonna talk about that later, but uh, the church of Jesus started. And so people started, this brand new thing was happening. And people were like, man, did you hear about Jesus dying on the cross for sin, blah, blah, blah. And everyone started talking. And all of a sudden, right away, people started saying crazy stuff. And there's this guy named Paul the Apostle throughout the whole New Testament is basically writing letters to churches to say, hey, this thing that you're hearing is fiction. It's not true. Don't believe this about Jesus and don't believe that about Jesus and don't believe this thing that you heard and how you should act amongst yourselves. Don't believe that because it's fiction. Somebody started a rumor. Somebody told a lie and it spread throughout the church. And I want to tell you, it's not true. So 2,000 years later, here we are at Refuge on Wednesday night and we want to do the same thing. Listen, there's just stuff that we believe and sometimes we don't even know it's fake. That's just not true. Stuff that you've heard about following Jesus and we're all over the map tonight. I know there's people in here that are passionate Jesus followers and there's people in here that are like, Dude, I saw on Instagram something about a cornhole, okay? So I wanted to play cornhole earlier. So that's why I'm here. What, this is about Jesus? Okay, that, I'm glad you're here. But some of you guys don't even, you, 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 Jesus, this is so far off your radar, it's not even funny. And that's great. We're glad you're here. But no matter where you are on that spectrum, there's just stuff you've heard and I've heard that's just not true at all. Just fiction. And so what I want to do tonight is really foundational. Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at specific areas of our lives. But tonight, I just want to take three really, really big lies. So if you take notes, hopefully you do, uh, maybe in your phone or I don't know, if you, if you have a great memory, awesome. But I encourage you, man, we always are talking about the word of God. I encourage you to start taking notes in refuge because we know that when you walk out of there, even if it's the best thing you've ever heard in two days, you know, remember it, okay? And if you want to tweet, make sure you tweet Rad Refuge tweet so your friends will know what, you, what the heck you're talking about. Um, but three big lies, and we're going to start with the, uh, with the foundation of green eggs and ham. You're wondering why are we talking about that? How many people have ever read this book right here? Awesome book. I read this book when I was a kid and now my kid reads it and it's awesome, okay? It's really not awesome. It's a Dr. Seuss book and you're like, dude, what were you smoking? This is crazy, okay? But um, here it is, green eggs and ham, okay? Uh, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, don't worry. But what's the premise? This guy right here is named Sam. I am Sam, or maybe his name is Sam, or maybe his whole name is I am Sam. I don't know. And that guy, the big guy, we don't really know his name. He's just the big guy in, I, in Green Eggs and Ham. But here's the premise of the story. The entire book, I am Sam, or Sam, uh, he is trying to convince big dude that green eggs and ham is good. And what happens? Green dude or big dude says, no, 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 the whole book. I don't care if it's on a house. I don't care if it's with a mouse. I don't care if it's on a float or the boat or whatever, okay? I don't care where it is. I will not eat them, Sam, I am. I will not eat green eggs and ham. And here's why he's saying that. He has believed something that somebody told him or just the fact that it looks weird, the lie that green eggs and ham is gross. It's a lie. That's That's gross. I'm not going to eat that. I don't care where. I don't care when. Sam, I'm not eating it. And then what happens at the end of the story? He eats it right there. He eats it and his big smile goes on his face. He goes, wow, I like them, Sam, I am. And I'll eat them on a boat. And I'll eat them on a float. And I'll eat them on a house with a mouse. I'll eat them anywhere, Sam, I am. I will eat green eggs and ham because they're good. And that's why we wanted to title this first message, Green Eggs and Ham, because it's kind of the, the elementary foundation for this whole series that we believe lies, and specifically, we believe a lot of lies about following Jesus. And so three big lies. Everyone say number one. No, so you gotta have more enthusiasm than that. Everyone say number one. If you're taking notes, here is lie number one. Christianity is like clothes. Some of you guys have heard me say that, okay? 
Some of you heard me talk about this lie. And let me kind of unpack that before, and maybe you should write some notes around it. So when you look at that in three months, you're like, what? And make sure you put, this is a lie. Okay, remember, these are three big lies, not three big truths, three big lies. Christianity is like clothes. Most of us, some of us, treat Christianity like clothes. Like take this jacket, we'll call it the Jesus jacket, just because it makes sense. Um, This jacket, here's what some of us do. Like right now, for sure, all of us have this jacket on right now, because we're in church. We're talking about Jesus things, right? So we got the Jesus jacket on, all right? And so we put it on and we're like, okay, man, I got my, my Jesus on. I'm getting ready, man, that worship song. Woo, yeah, Ben, you go for it, bro. This is good. And now I'm taking notes and I got my version Bible app open and I'm on it. I don't even know where he said to go in the Bible because I know the Bible pretty well because I've been around church for a while. And I got the Jesus jacket on and, and I'm wearing it. But here's the deal. Some of us, this is what happens. It's just like if I walked outside earlier with this jacket on, it was 95 degrees outside. I would get really, really uncomfortable, right? And in the real world, I'd take my jacket off. Well, some of us, we, got, we, we, we are cool and it's nice and cool in here and it's nice and, and it fits us here and we're into this Jesus thing because we're around a lot of people that are into the Jesus thing. But what happens when we believe the lie that Christianity is like clothes is we go with our friends and we go to our lunch table and we go to our sports team and we go to maybe our family and we go to the places where it gets uncomfortable like it would out in 95 degree temperature. And here's what happens. We go, See you Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it up here with my friends. And then what happens is like, oh man, somebody's talking about the Bible and I kind of know the Bible. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if we talk about the Bible, we talk about Jesus. I like Jesus, man. I go to church every Sunday with my parents and refuge is this new thing I'm checking out. And then what happens? Somebody says, you're that Jesus kid. You, you're not a Bible thumper, are you? You're not that kid who believes that crap, right? And you go like this. I mean, kinda. I mean, I go to church with my parents and they teach some good things and, that doesn't stop. There's people doing that all over universities today. There's people doing that all over CEO positions in high-rise buildings. And church is really cool when it's comfortable and Jesus is really cool when it's comfortable. When it gets uncomfortable, the jacket comes off and we treat Christianity like it's clothes. But here's what I wanna do. I wanna look at the Bible. As we look at these lies and why are they lies? Because the Bible says they are. If you have a Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's going to be on the screen because we're going to be kind of flipping all over tonight because we're looking, at, we're looking at kind of a lot. Again, we're trying to lay a foundation here. But when we believe Christianity is like clothes, here's what this, the word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This means, and basically this means is, is right before that, Paul the apostle who wrote this book, the guy I was just talking about, he's talking about Jesus dying on a cross like Ben talked about and we just sang about. And not only dying, he says you died with him as Christians, but here's the deal. When he rose to life, you raised to life too. Inner verse 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? New person, a Christian, that's right. Just read it off the screen though. A new, uh, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? Come on, you guys got to get into this a little bit, okay? A new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. We don't have a lot of these here, but um, how many people have ever like played with or looked at or like taken pictures of a a caterpillar? Caterpillars? Yeah, we don't have a lot of them here. They're like super, like they're just not here because it's like deathly hot outside, okay? But caterpillars, you guys all know what happens. If you don't, you're gonna study it in school. It's like the coolest kind of transformation that happens within uh, like animals ever, okay? These fuzzy little worms that are kind of cute and cool, but also kind of ugly and weird uh, are called caterpillars. And they crawl around and they don't do much. They literally go like zero mile an hour, one mile an hour, and they're just like, that's their life. But then one day what happens? They take a really, really long nap in a cocoon. I don't know how this all works, but they make it or it just gets made or God just says cocoon. I don't know how it all happens, but they get up in a tree and make a cocoon. And then what happens? 
after a certain time, all of a sudden they bust out of the cocoon. Just imagine, okay, put yourself in a caterpillar's head. All of a sudden you're like, whoa! I mean, come on, can we have an imagination here? Okay, that's crazy. Just imagine you were crawling on the ground and people stepped on you and picked you up and said, oh, look, and like flung you around, okay? And now all of a sudden you take a long nap and you wake up and you're like, whoa! Dude, I'm flying! Look at my wings! And then you land on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a flower or something and some hipster comes up and takes a picture of you and like Instagrams it and says, such a beautiful sight tonight. You've seen those pictures on Instagram. I, I literally just saw one yesterday. That's why I said that. And I was like, really? Come on. Uh, but here's the deal. We see that, right? And all of a sudden this butterfly is free, flies. He can go far. People take pictures of him. All of a sudden he's beautiful. Really Beautiful. Could you imagine if you were to go to a uh, butterfly, and butterflies can't talk, but if they could, could you imagine and say, hey, butterfly, what do you like about being a butterfly? It's amazing. Man, I fly. I have, I have joy. I have beautiful wings. I can go where I want to go. People don't step on me. People just want to take pictures of me because I'm beautiful. And in some places, people will even get arrested for killing me because I'm so beautiful and like endangered and all this kind of stuff. Nobody cares about the caterpillar. What if the caterpillar, what if the butterfly said this? Damn, some days, man. Some days I just want to go back to being a fuzzy worm and going that zero mile an hour life and going back to the ground and being stepped on and being flung around. And I miss that. That's stupid and that's crazy. And nobody would ever say that. No butterfly, if butterflies could talk, would ever say that, right? You guys get my point here? Listen, the Bible says this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You went in a cocoon and you busted out something totally different. And how crazy is it that sometimes we go, I'm all about my new life of freedom and joy and beauty. But man, sometimes I miss the fuzzy worm zero mile an hour life. And I'm going to take this off and I'm going to try to live that life again. That's crazy. And when you look at it like that, sometimes you go, wow, that is really foolish. When we believe this lie that Jesus is, is something we have a relationship with, that he's, a, he's not necessarily this, this, this life-changing person in our life, but he's kind of an accessory that we take on and off when we want. And it's jacked up and it's a lie. If you really belong to Jesus, you're a new person. It's not like getting new clothes. It's like getting new skin. You can't take that off. You are a brand new person in Christ. And you're miserable when you try to live any other way. Some of you here or not, you're like, man, I'm a Christian. I'm in that right now. It's crazy. Lie number two. Say lie number two. That was good. You guys are getting the hang of this. Lie number two is this. Just be better than other people. The fiction says this. I don't necessarily look like I want to look. I don't, and I'm not talking about your physical appearance. I'm talking about your life, your character. Okay, get the physical. I'm not talking about what you look at when you look in the mirror. That doesn't matter. Okay, I'm talking about what you look in your character, who you are, the person that you live a life with. Okay, I don't really look like, as a Christian, I don't really look like, you know, I'm not like a super good Christian. But I'll tell you what, dude, I'm better than that guy. Like, I know a guy who says he's a Christian and I'm better than him. We love to compare. We compare everything. We compare 
I mean, literally, just think about today. You probably compared something. You compared, uh, oh, man, did you get the new iOS 7? No, man, I still, uh, I still iOS 6. Oh, I did. Check it out, man. The screen moves. Ooh, you know, right? You're there. If you don't get there, you can download it when you get home, okay? We compare, like, oh, look at mine compared to look at yours. It's just so much more beautiful, man. Like, right? We compare everything. That's just how we are. We're just comparers. If you ask me today, Scott, do you think you're cute? That was Dylan again, wasn't it? Okay. Okay, that's Mark. I was like, Dylan, you got to stop with this acting like a girl, man. It's really getting out of hand. <laughs> Just kidding. If you said, Scott, do you think I'm cute? Here, here's the deal. I'm going to, in my head, I'm going to compare myself. Well, what do you mean by cute? I'm not going to compare myself to, um, I don't know, Harry Styles, okay? <laughs> I knew there'd be, there's always that girl. It's like, I hate One Direction. I hate Justin Bieber. Listen, you, I bet you if I look at your iPod right now, Best song ever is on there, guaranteed. Yes, it is. That's what I thought. Whatever. Harry Styles, I'm not, I, I think he's an attractive young man, all right? I'm not going to compare myself to Harry Styles. Here's what I'm going to compare myself to. I'm going to compare myself to like Chewbacca, okay? Listen, anybody's better than Chewbacca, right? Anybody. Right? Think about it. I want you to think about it for a minute. That is what we do. Listen, that's what we do. In your life, when your parents want you to be better, Right? I'm not, I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying, listen, we just walk through that, all right? You go, well, Ma, I, I'm at least better than her. I'm at least better than him. And all our lives, and again, it's not just 7th through 12th graders. It's college, and sometimes even more when you get outside of college and you get in the real world. You're always comparing yourself with, man, even as a Christian, I'm a better Christian than this person. Well, what about what the Bible says? I, I know what the Bible says, but I'm a better Christian than them, so I'm just going to keep walking in that. But again, the Bible has something very different to say, and the Bible calls uh, this fiction. First Peter chapter one, verses 14 through 16. We gotta hurry. Here's what it says in First Peter chapter one. It's on the screen. So this is Peter talking to Christians. So you, so if you're a believer in the place tonight, this is you, okay? So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. That's what we were talking about earlier with the Christianity is like clothes. That's a lie. You, don't, you, you didn't know any better then, but now that you're a new creation, you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. You see what just happened there? Jesus just laid down a fat ruler and said, here's the standard. It's not the best Christian at your school. It's not your best friend who maybe not even know Jesus. Sometimes we do that. I'm guilty of that, right? Well, I'm, man, I'm a better husband than, uh, than that guy. Is that guy even like a believer in Jesus? No. But I'm a, better, I'm a better husband than him, man. Well, here's the deal. That can't be our standard of measurement. The lie is that we can just get through this life being better than the people around us. But here's what the Bible says. There's one standard, and his name is Jesus. Even through a, for a sixth grader. Listen, don't wait to grow up to all of a sudden take your faith seriously. God wants you to take your faith seriously right now. And not only that, he could really change your junior high because of it. Don't look at these high schoolers and be like, man, I can't wait till I get that old because then I'll start to really live for Jesus. No, you can do that right now. And Sylvester Junior High could be different because of you and God's work through your life. Greenspun Junior High could be a radically transformed place because some junior high Christians said, God is my standard. I'm living my life to please him and I wanna be like him and that's what he does in me and I'm just gonna walk into my school tomorrow like that. God uses people like that. I don't think God uses a lot of times people who go, man, I'm not everything I wanna be, but 
I'm better than that person. I'm better than my best friend. It's a lie. Why is this important? Because too many students buy into this lie that a relationship with Jesus is just something you can get into to get out of of hell and to go to heaven. We just talked about this. If you don't go to hope, man, you've got to listen to the last two weeks of our messages, okay? We talked about heaven and we talked about hell in two different messages and it was awesome and it really unpacked everything that, that is reality about both those places. And here's what we know. Jesus did not create those places so that people could either go there or not go there and that was the source of their life. You were created for way more than that. People say, I want to enter a relationship with Jesus just so I won't go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And then that's it. That's pretty much the extent of my religion. But see, I'm going to drop a big word on you, but I want to drop a big word on you because it's a Bible word and it's good. It's called sanctification. Everyone say sanctification. Sanctification. You'll find that in the Bible. And I want to tell you what it means. Here's what that means. That means God making you look more like Jesus. This is the will of God for you, it says, I think in 1 Thessalonians. Your sanctification. Here's what that means. The will of God is not that you be better than your best friend when you die. The will of God is that you will look more like Jesus. And just like this verse says, you will be holy because he is holy. And so his work in you all the time, when you go to him and you say, God, I want to be better. I want to be more like you. He says, just spend time with me. Be with me. And I'm going to make you more like me. I don't care about making you more like your best friend. Greenspun doesn't need a Christian just like your best friend. Green Valley High School doesn't need a bunch of Christians that look and act exactly the same. Jesus, or Green, Green Valley High School and all your high schools and all your junior high schools need Christians that say, God, use me, sanctify me, make me more like Jesus, and my personality is going to bring a whole different flavor to this Jesus mix in this school than my best friend. Man, if some students would get a hold of that, it'd be like revolutionary. Line number three. Say line number three. Good people go to heaven. We talked about this in detail and we won't get too much into it, but here, here's, here's, here's the lie, is that good people go to heaven. And so we do that. We go, well, if I just wear my Christianity like clothes and I compare myself to other people and I just try to be good, obey my parents. When you get older, the lie is just get a good job and get a wife and a couple kids and just kind of live a, an average life and that's a lie. And we're going to talk about why that's a lie here in a minute. But somebody started a rumor one time that said good and moral people go to heaven. We live in a culture that teaches all different ways of that happening. It doesn't matter what religion you are, man. Whatever path you want to take, as long as you just do right and you just like help old ladies cross the street and obey your parents and, and you just do good things, maybe give to some charity, man. You'll just, you'll just end up, man, don't worry about that really, really hardcore like Jesus stuff. As we close tonight, I want to just real quick, I'm not going to spend much time on them at all, just to counteract these three lies, that Christianity is like clothes, the lie that says just be better than other people, and the lie that said good people go to heaven. I want to look at four really, really, really big truths, and I'm not going to spend nearly as much time on those, uh, because we're going to unpack those in your small groups tonight. Here's the truth, uh, big truth number one, and here's what I want you to do. Don't tune out, okay? I just want to be straight up with some of you people who grew up in church. And I'm all about that because I didn't, but my kids are about to, okay? Like they've been in church since nine months before they were born, okay? So that I'm not harping on you guys. I'm glad you're here if you grew up in church. But here's what we have the tendency to do. We have a tendency to tune this kind of stuff out. And the good news of Jesus isn't really that good anymore because we've heard it so much. 
Here's the deal. If the good news of Jesus isn't like really, really, really good to you anymore, sit up in your seat, wake yourself up and listen close because it's really good news. And when it stops being good, that's bad. Four really, really big truths. First one, everyone has a knowledge of God. You're like, no, that's not true. Well, here's what the Bible says. I want you to write down these scriptures. We're not gonna look at them. I want you to write them down. Put them in your iPhone. Do something with them. Romans chapter one, verse 20. Here's what it says. For since the creation of the world, his, that's God, invisible attributes, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what he has made so that they are without excuse. Scott, what does that mean? Here's what that means. When you see that sunset that you Instagrammed last night, okay, that's God's canvas. That's God saying, I'm awesome. Look at this sunset. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, you go, oh my gosh, this is insane. That's God saying, yeah, that was one day I threw a rock and it just busted out the Grand Canyon. I don't know what he did to make the Grand Canyon, okay? But that's God saying, that's mine. His invisible attributes, who God is, is shown through all the things that he's made. When I look at my kids and people tell me it's just a bunch of atoms that kind of made them and all these weird stuff happened in Candace's body to make that happen and there really wasn't a life giver. When I look at my kids and they act exactly like me before they even know how to talk, I'm like, no. His invisible attributes are clearly seen through what he has made. Listen, everyone, even the guy in the middle of nowhere, Africa, who's never even heard of God, can't speak a lick of English or any other language that has the Bible in it. He looks up at the heavens and he looks up at the sunset and he's got to think, man, this is crazy. Something bigger than me is out there. That's what that means. So that's truth number one that we find in the Bible. These are all from the book of Romans. Amazing book. You should tear through it in your own time with God. Number two is we all fall short. That's a really big truth. Romans chapter three, verse 23. A lot of you guys might know this. Here's what it says. All fall short. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does that mean? All means every person ever in the history of the world. All. When you're born, my beautiful kids, my beautiful baby boy that's about to be born in January, as soon as he steps outside into the world and takes his first breath, the Bible says he's a little sinner. He's a cute little sinner, but he's a little sinner. And he falls short of the glory of God. That's the second truth. That's huge. That means there's no good people. So when you say good people go to heaven, well, here's the deal. There's no good people. Because good means you don't sin. And the Bible says everyone sins. So you guys are all beautiful tonight, but none of you are good, all right? I'm glad you came tonight, huh? Okay, cool. Here's the deal. It gets better. Big truth number three. Jesus Christ fixed it. That's the good news right there. Romans chapter five, verse eight. If you don't know this verse, you need to get it in your head. You need to memorize it. You need to put it somewhere because this is a very, 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 very good verse. If you're a believer in Jesus, this is why you're a believer in Jesus. It says this, Romans chapter five, verse eight. But God demonstrates his love towards us, his own love towards us, in that while we were yet still sinners, remember big truth number two, Christ died for us. Nothing you could do. You were helpless and hopeless and you were in your sin. Just like my awesome kids are gonna be in their sin and are in their sin, you were too. And here's what it says as believers in Jesus. But God, demonstrating his own love towards you and I, died for you and I to take away our sin and to make us right before him. Here's my favorite one, because that one's really good, but here's my favorite one, number four. Jesus is not our little secret. Romans chapter 10, verse 14, another amazing, amazing verse. Here's what it says. How will people call on this awesome Jesus in whom they have not heard? How, how are people gonna know this? If they don't hear it, how are they gonna know this good news? And then it says, how will people hear if somebody doesn't tell them, 
How will they believe if they don't hear? How will they hear unless someone tells them? And how will someone tell them unless they go? Here's what we do a lot of times. We treat it like maybe like, you ever play Pokemon? I didn't play Pokemon, but for me it was Pogs, okay? You guys don't even know what that is, okay? But a Pog is a really stupid thing we used to spend a lot of money on, kind of like Pokemon cards, okay? If you still play Pokemon, God bless you. Um, uh, okay, um, or you, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I meant to point to Clay, but it was Elijah. Okay, um, here's what I would do. I would show off my new slammer, or for you, maybe it's your Charizard card. Okay, I don't know if that's, if that's still a big deal. When I was in, like in, in high school or junior high, it was like Charizard, this little tiny little dragon was cool, whatever. Um, okay, well, whatever, you can, we can debate Pokemon later. It's bigger now. He grew, okay? Look at my Charizard card. People were like, oh, no, no. And you put it in your pocket. You go, oh, not too close, not too close. Why? You don't want someone to gank that and run away. That was like the number one card, right? But here's what we do. A lot of times we treat Jesus like that. Man, some of us, we put, we, 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 we show, it's kind of like Christianity is like clothes. We show Jesus when it's okay to show Jesus. And then we put him back in our pocket and we go, okay, man, that's just kind of my little thing. And people were like, um, desperately around your lunch table and in your classroom and on your sports team and maybe even in your family, on the ride home, in your car, when you get in your car, are desperate to hear about this Jesus because they don't know. And how will they know unless they hear? And how will they hear unless someone tells them? And how will someone tell them unless they go? That's what Romans chapter 10 verse 14 says. And see, a lot of us have heard that. And it's just showing not that big a deal to us anymore. Listen, perk up, do something, because that is the good news, is that you and I, we, everybody in the world has a knowledge of God in some form or fashion, something that makes them go, I'm small, and there's something big in this world. Not only that, the Bible says that Jesus, or that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, and that Jesus did something about that, not because he had to, because he wanted to, because he wanted to restore that relationship. And so when he does that, what happens? Jesus is not our little secret, man. We should be on the rooftops. We should be on our schools and our classrooms saying, listen, man, I love you too much to not tell you this. But the fiction that we believe in the American church today is if you just show up to youth group and then on Sunday you come to church with your parents like a good little you know, son or daughter and then you maybe go to uh, Grimaldi's and talk about it afterwards, then you just kind of fulfilled your Christian duties as a Christian. That's jacked up. And when we open up the word of God, we see something extremely different. And for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about that.